Hello everyone, welcome back to the Basketball Mind Podcast. I'm Jordan and today is a very exciting day as today is the tip-off of the 2022-2023 NBA season. We have two games tonight, which is the Philadelphia 76ers at the Boston Celtics and the Los Angeles Lakers at the defending champion Golden State Warriors. And I'm just so excited that NBA basketball is back. Um, I didn't really watch much of the preseason, but this is now where the games actually start to count. And I'm just so excited. Last week, I did uh, my predictions on the Eastern Conference on how I think it would shake down and how who I think would come out of the East. And this episode, I want to focus more on the Western Conference because just like the East, it's a very stacked conference and there's a lot of good teams that could make some noise but I just kind of want to start off with the two teams that are playing tonight up from the west which are the Lakers and the Warriors who seem to be on two different ends of the spectrum in terms of expectations and just overall roster building but I kind of want to start with the Los Angeles Lakers because they're to me I feel like have the highest ceiling but the lowest floor out of all these teams in the West, and they clearly have a lot to prove this season. Um, and LeBron just came off of averaging uh, over 30 a game. Now, it wasn't his healthiest season. He didn't really play. I think he played around, I want to say like 50 or not even 60 games, but honestly, the real disappointment for me was Anthony Davis just not being available, so it's just going to come down to his health, obviously. They made a lot of Key additions in the offseason with uh, Patrick Beverly, and they just recently signed Matt Ryan from the Summer League, which is a pretty interesting pickup. They got Dennis Schroeder, but he's going to be out three or four weeks due to an injury. And then they try, for the first time, have Russell Westbrook coming off the bench, but it didn't last that long because he suffered a hamstring injury not shortly after he checked in. But it'll be interesting to see how Darvin Helm uses Westbrook as a starter or if he comes off the bench. I mean, when I'm looking at this Lakers roster, it doesn't really blow me away. So I'm not I don't have too high of expectations for them. But I mean, like I said, it's gonna come down to the health of LeBron and Anthony Davis. Because even though Westbrook was scapegoated a lot last season, he was the most reliable in terms of availability. So I'm looking at Anthony Davis, and I'm just wondering, can he stay healthy? Can he play at least 60 games to help the Lakers get a good seating in the West? Not in a loaded Western Conference. And it's hard for me to rank them right now. I'm going to do like standings and predictions at the end. But that was just my brief overview of the Lakers since they are tipping off tonight against the Warriors and on to the Warriors side of things I mean obviously they had their issues with the Draymond Green and Jordan Poole situation but I don't think that's really going to affect how they perform this season despite Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins signing four-year extensions I think that this team is poised to make another deep playoff run I mean They've overcome a lot of adversity. Like this isn't this isn't anything new to them at all. You still have the main core there with Curry, Thompson, and Draymond. 
and you see you see that they're investing in the future with Jordan Poole and Wiggins, and they're gonna need guys like uh, Kaminga and Moody to step up in this because they're gonna be in the second unit. So, I mean, honestly, the Warriors. I mean, like I had my reservations last season because. Like, yes, they were good, but they looked vulnerable. Like, they looked beatable, but they still found a way to go all the way and win. I, I mean, this is a, this is still a very good Warriors team, but they don't look as invincible as they did when they, Kevin Durant was there, obviously. So, I mean, they could easily run through... Well, well I'm not going to say easily, but they could definitely make it back to the finals. But, like, there's a lot of teams that are coming back that are healthy like the Nuggets for example they're getting back Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Obviously Jokic is coming back of back-to-back -back MVP seasons and yeah the only thing that he's missing is a finals appearance and potential ring and I think the Nuggets they definitely have the team to do that to go all the way we know what Jokic can do we still are waiting to see more from, well, I'm waiting to see what more Michael Porter Jr. can do because he was highly touted coming out of high school and college. He's dealt with a couple back injuries that's kind of limited him, but I still have high hopes for Michael Porter Jr. I feel like that he could be a big time scorer and I'm just wanting to see how he develops defensively because that's my only worry for the Nuggets is their defense. I know they're really great offensive team but defensively Jokic really isn't that much of a rim protector and let me just look at their roster because I haven't really been keeping up with who they've been signing oh yeah they got DeAndre Jordan I don't know how he's still in the league but they got KCP he's a pretty solid defender Bones Highland I liked a lot last season he was pretty exciting to watch Bruce Brown they got him from the Brooklyn Nets he was He's a pretty good two-way player. Um, got Jeff Green back, Aaron Gordon. Main guys, I. this is a really deep team in my opinion. I feel like that they could definitely make some noise in the Western Conference and cause problems for the Warriors if they do end up meeting in the finals. Like Again, they were injured when they faced them. They didn't have Murray or my. Well, they, they didn't have Murray, like, yeah, Murray was out. I think Michael Porter Jr. was also out during that time. But, I mean, a healthy Nuggets team is pretty scary in the Western Conference. Uh, so, I'm excited to see how they do this season. And I'll be keeping my eye out for them. Another team that's coming back healthy and is coming back stronger, in my opinion, is the Los Angeles Clippers. This is another team that I will definitely be looking out for. Kawhi Leonard's coming back from injury. Same with John Wall. What? What? No, they signed John Wall, but we haven't seen. I haven't seen John Wall play in a long time. So it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table. Uh, Paul George. He's. I mean, he's Paul George. He's a pretty good, pretty good two-way player. Number two to Kawhi Leonard. Norm. They made some key sneaky pickups like Norman Powell. I like that. Uh, Robert Covington, another good two-way player. And just like the Nuggets, this is a pretty deep team. 
like they they check all the boxes defensively unlike the nuggets but i mean i f- they i feel like they have a enough offensive weapons to where they'll be able to score the ball well and they're also a really great defensive team now obviously if Kawhi leonard and paul george can both stay healthy will determine the success and not only stay healthy through the regular season but being healthy going into the playoffs and It'll be interesting to see if they can break the Clippers' curse of going into the season with high expectations with the team that can go all the way but come up short in the playoffs. So we have to wait and see if they can break that curse and just break through. But honestly, those are the two teams. Like, those are my top two teams that could cause the Warriors the most problems if they're healthy is the Nuggets and the Clippers. So it's going to be a fight in the West, in my opinion, among those three teams. But obviously there's other teams that aren't that far behind. And I want to talk about a team that overachieved, in my eyes, last season, which are the Memphis Grizzlies. <sighs> Came off a franchise a franchise record, 56 regular season wins, I believe. Or franchise tying record. Yeah, 56 wins. John Moran leading that team. Now, they are going to be without Jaron Jackson Jr. for a while. He's currently out with an injury. But this is nothing new to them. They, like, their their record was insane when John Morant didn't play. I believe they were, like, 21-7 and seven or something insane like that. So, this team already knows how to deal whenever a player goes out with injury. They always are prepared whenever um just looking at their roster i mean obviously some of these names don't like probably won't stick out to you but i mean john moran was pretty good desmond bain was really good in the playoffs dylan brooks he made a name for himself during that warrior series and whoops dropped my phone oh shoot sorry about that i was about to say steven adams he 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 recently just got extended, I believe, Stephen Adams. Um, Danny Green, man, can he find a shot again? Brandon Clark. Tyus Jones played really well when John Morant was out missing games. So, I'm glad to see that he's still on the team. I mean, I feel like the Grizzlies, they kind of feel like the same team. I don't really see... I didn't really see how they got better in the offseason. So it'll be interesting to see if they can repeat that same success or if they're just going to kind of plateau and just kind of like fall a couple um, standings behind. But, I mean, John Moran is one of the most exciting players in the NBA to watch. I like watching him play, and it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, come, yeah, let's do a Dallas Mavericks next because they have another young star in Luka Doncic, and they've... In my eyes, overachieved last season, making it all the way to the Western Conference Finals, dropping off the Phoenix Suns in an embarrassing fashion in Game 7. And let me just look at their roster, see what they have. I, they signed, they acquired Christian Wood from the Rockets, got JaVale McGee. They they traded uh, Chris Apps Porzingis last year because that whole experiment with him and Luka didn't quite work out. They got Spencer Dinwiddie, I like that move, and 
Yeah, the big move really was just them acquiring Christian Wood. My main question for him is, obviously, how does he play well with Luka? I've watched some Rockets games and just watching Christian Wood play. I know he can stretch the floor. He can rebound well. But I'm just kind of questioning his motor. Like, is he that type of high-energy guy? Can he protect the rim well, play good defense? Because that's pretty much what the Mavericks need right now is just solid defenders. They have Dorian Finney-Smith. He can play some good defense. JaVale McGee's a rim protector and rim runner. So he'll be make he'll make quite the impacts. And Luka just has to not – he has to get off to a good start. He can't get off to a slow start like he did last season. And – I mean, the Mavericks are a pretty scary team in the Western Conference. I mean, I don't know what much to say. I'm mostly looking forward to Luka to see how he plays because I feel like this could potentially be an MVP season for him. I could definitely see him being in the mix after Jokic went back-to-back for MVP. So I think the voters are going to start looking back at Giannis and potentially at Luka now, depending on how the... Mavericks start off the season, but yeah, that's the Dallas Mavericks. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns because that's a team that's kind of been in disarray. They go from making the finals two years ago and then last season having the best record in the NBA, but then they just have a lot of issues going on with DeAndre Aiden. He's basically checked out. Like, as soon as he, the Pacers offered him that contract, he intended to sign with them immediately, and then the Suns matched his contract, and then now he can't be touched until January. And then now there's, like, stuff saying that the Monty Williams and DeAndre Ann didn't really speak over the offseason. Jay Crowder doesn't want to be there. And then, obviously, with the eight, Chris Paul's age and how he went out in the playoffs last year, he can't really carry the load like that no more. Obviously, Devin Booker is going to have to step up more on the offensive side and just carry more of that responsibility. But I'm just, I'm worried about this team's camaraderie because it doesn't feel like a team right now going into the season. This was one of the best teams in the NBA last year, and they have their own issues that they're dealing with. So that's my big concern for them. I mean, obviously, if they can find a way to put their differences aside, then they can be very good, but we won't really know much about the team until January because Aiden, it seems like he doesn't want to be there, but now he's kind of forced to be there because he can't be traded until January. So we have to wait till January to see where this team is and if they're going to still try to trade for Aiden or they're going to wait to the off season, which honestly would be stupid because you don't want to want him to walk for nothing. But, I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle for the Phoenix Suns because this was a team that was two wins away from a championship two years ago. And we thought their future was bright. We thought Chris Paul could deliver a championship. But then after he's gone, they'll they'll have a dynasty with Booker and Aiden. But right now, it doesn't look like that right now. Not for the immediate future, at least. So they're one of the teams that I'm most worried about. This is a team that could plummet in the standings if they don't get things right and turn it around fast. 
I mean, the Phoenix Suns, they are, in my eyes, seeming like to be the team that's in the most trouble, in my opinion. And I'm just trying to see if there's any, there's a team I forgot. Because those are basically, oh yeah, the Pelicans. The Pelicans, now I've been hearing a lot of good things about the Pelicans, how good their team's going to be. If healthy, I've seen people talk about how they could possibly be a top four team in the Eastern, uh, the Western Conference, which I personally think that's a little too high. But I like the enthusiasm. I like watching Zion play when he's healthy. But I just need to see it all come together. Obviously, they had some fun players to watch, like Jose Alvarado and Herb Jones, two solid on-ball defenders. Just works every possession. Brandon Ingram does his thing on the offensive end. Jonas Valanciunas, a perfect big down low, just getting rebound scoring at will. Them getting CJ McCollum was a big move for them. You have a veteran guard who can score, drop 20 when if needed. And now you're adding Zion to the mix, where the last time we saw him averaged 27 on 61% shooting. This is going to be a fun team to watch. Like, this is a team I feel like has, in a way, sort of like the Lakers, but without previous expectations. Like, th this team has, in my opinion, a high ceiling, but also a low floor. Because the big question that's circling around this team is if Zion can stay healthy. That's the one thing that I'll be looking out for. Because I know what Brandon Ingram can do. I know what CJ McCollum can do. But this is technically still Zion's team. He's still the franchise player. And after seeing the season that John Morant had last year, because Zion went number one and Ja went number two, seeing the season Ja had last year, it's kind of like, all right, Zion, we need to see what you're made of and see if you can lead this Pelicans team and have an overachieving season in some people's eyes. But that's, that's way... That remains to be seen, and I'm excited to watch the Pelicans play. I just wanted to see Zion back healthy. And then the Timberwolves are another team that's caught my attention ever since they acquired Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. I still believe they gave up way too much for Rudy Gobert. Five first-round picks is crazy in my opinion, but it'll be interesting to see how him and Cat play with each other. Because Rudy Gobert is more of a paint protector and Cat likes to stretch the floor. I have to, and it'll be interesting because I just want to see what it looks like from a spacing point of view. Will it, will it clog driving lanes for an Anthony Edwards to get to the basket or will, will he be just fine? Um, Yeah. I mean, going into the season, I know Cat was sick for quite a while. So he lost, I believe, like 20 pounds or something crazy like that. So I just hope that he's all right. Just make sure he's coming back healthy. Anthony Edwards, I expect him to make another step in his game towards superstar level to help lead the Timberwolves. Um, I mean, I mean, this is a solid team. I don't know about like a top four team in the West, but I think they can play themselves out of playing. I think they could. I think this is a good enough team to potentially be top six in the west honestly but that remains to be seen and 
I think those are, in my opinion, those are the top teams in my eyes in the Western Conference. So now I'm going to just go into ranking them in the standings. And before I do that, I want to pull up how each team finished last season. If I can find that real quick. And Jesus. I'm not gotten used to the NBA app at all. Oh wait, man. I think I think because the season started today, it just kind of wiped the standings from. So I need to go to Google, which is great. This is gonna take a minute. All right, so I have the standings right here from last year. So just a quick rundown: one through eight, you have the Suns, Grizzlies, Warriors, Mavericks, Jazz, Nuggets, Timberwolves, and Pelicans. Top. Well, obviously. Play-in tournament, obviously, so 9 were the Clippers and 10 were the Spurs. I don't expect the Jazz or the Spurs to be anywhere near that play-in tournament. So, that's two spots gone, two more left. Um, I can see the Lakers sneaking in there. Well, I can see a Laker, well, the Lakers pretty much have to be in there. And then between the Kings and the Trailblazers, this is kind of where it gets tough. Starting from the bottom, by the way, at number 10. Because I believe the Lakers will be a top 10 team in the West. But between the Kings and the Blazers, this one is going to be tough for me. I need to look at both of their rosters to make a better decision. So I want to start with the... Who will I see first? Trailblazers. Lillard's there. Anthony Simons had a pretty good season when Dame was out. They got Jeremy Grant. Josh Hart's pretty solid. Shaden Sharp, he's supposed to be pretty good. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring to the table. Nurkic, can he stay healthy? Mm. Gary Payne second. He got paid. He played for the Warriors last year. Won a championship with them. Mm. Now let me go back. Let me go to the Kings roster. They have De'Aaron Fox. They acquired Malik Monk from the Lakers. DeMontis Sabonis. Keegan Murray. Lottery pick from this past NBA draft. Excited to see what he can do. Davion Mitchell. Rashawn Holmes. I honestly got to go with the Kings over the Blazers. Just looking at the roster and knowing what Sabonis and Fox bring to the table. I still, I wasn't a fan when they traded Tyrese Halliburton for DeMontis Sabonis. Because, yes, DeMontis Sabonis is a good player. But it doesn't really catapult you into the playoffs. It just, in my opinion, just pushes you into the play-in. Which is where I kind of see the Sacramento Kings finishing in a play-in. Now, in terms of where I want them finishing. <clears throat> just trying to sort out who I think the bottom team is in the West. This is going to be tough. This is honestly going to be tough. Because based off the last year standings, I believe all those teams 
with the exception of the Jazz and the Spurs are going to be up there. So that leaves two. And I said the Lakers and the Kings. Ooh. Yeah, this Western Conference is actually pretty loaded. I honestly thought I had a list, but now I'm kind of second-guessing myself. But I think the I think the Kings are a safe 10 seed. Like, they're a safe 10 seed. I, I just don't see them better than everyone else on this list. I don't, I don't see it. Now, at the 9 seed... <clears throat> I'm actually going to put the Minnesota Timberwolves to finish ninth in the West. Like, again, this deals with the West being loaded. And I've seen a lot more from these other teams than I've seen from these new look Timberwolves. <clears throat> and... It's not because they got worse, it's just more teams are coming back healthy, like the Nuggets and the Clippers and the Lakers, hopefully. So I got the Timberwolves at 9. At number 8, though, I'm going to put the Lakers as an 8th seed. Like, obviously LeBron and AD is not going to play 82 games. Shoot, I don't even think they're going to play 75 games, especially not AD. And I'm still not the biggest fan of the roster. I really don't see how it's going to fit. Even if they do bring Westbrook off the bench, it just, I have to see more from them. But I think the Lakers are in a safe eighth, safe eighth seed in the West. And then for seventh to round out the playing tournament. <clears throat> Let me Ooh. Wow. As you can see, I'm kind of doing this on the fly to think it would be more interesting. So I can just, in the spur of a moment, just kind of see who I think is going to make it. This is really tough because I really do have high hopes for the Pelicans. But at the same time, it's kind of insane to see any of these other teams just taking that step back. Because obviously, I think the Suns are going to take a step back. I think the Grizzlies might take a slight step back. <clears throat> You know what? I'm actually going to put the Grizzlies at number 7. Again, this is a loaded Western Conference. And I think it's going to be tight 1 through 6, 1 through 7 potentially. I think it's going to be that close. So I got the Grizzlies as number 7. At number 6, I'm going to have the Pelicans. I think they're just going to edge out the Grizzlies to escape the play-in tournament. And they're going to finish six. I have high hopes for this team. But at the same time, I'm not going to put them like too high. 
because I still want to see what more they can do. At number five, I'm gonna put the Phoenix Suns at number five. I do think that they're gonna, I think they're still gonna be a pretty solid regular season team, but I mean at the end, at the end, it all depends on the trade deadline what what's gonna happen with them. So I think having them at number five is fair, in my estimation. <clears throat> at number four. I'm going to have the Dallas Mavericks at finishing fourth in the West once again. I mean, I think that they've earned the right to be called a top four team in the Western Conference just based off of last season, and I expect them to be even better. Number three, I'm a number three, I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the Nuggets at number three. Like I'm expecting Murray and Porter to come back healthy. Jokic having another MVP caliber season. They're a pretty deep team. And I mean, yeah. That's kind of where I see them finishing. Number two, I'm gonna have the Clippers. I was thinking about them putting them at number one, but I know they're gonna low manage Kawhi and Paul George throughout the regular season, so I don't think they're gonna try to shoot for the number one seed, but at least be up there in a mix so they can have at least a good playoff seating and home court advantage and all that. Which obviously means I have the Warriors finishing as the number one seed in the Western Conference. I mean, they're just, honestly, like, it's not perfect, but they're the most well-put-together team out of the teams in the Western Conference. Like, I've seen enough of the Warriors. I know what they bring to the table. I know what they can do. Despite any issues, I think they can play past that. They've proven that they can. And they're going to be looking for a title defense. So that leaves me with deciding who I think is going to come out of the Western Conference. <clears throat> On the previous podcast, I said I had the Bucks coming out of the East. And now I had to pick who... They'll face in the West. And I believe that it's not going to be the Warriors. I'm actually going to put all my chips into the Denver Nuggets coming out of the Western Conference and going to the NBA Finals. I just think it's Jokic's time. Two-time MVP. Um... I mean, the Nuggets just really haven't been healthy going into the playoffs these last couple years. But if they do go into the playoffs healthy and just everyone's just there, I could see them going all the way to the NBA Finals to face off against Giannis and the Bucks. So my finals matchup for this season, it will be the Bucks versus the Nuggets. And I honestly think that would be a good finals. I mean, too, I mean, would Denver be considered a small market NBA team? Probably. But on both sides, they have talent. You have two of the best players in the NBA right now in Giannis and Nikola Jokic. And I think it would be a good battle. But that's my standings prediction on the Western Conference. Again, I'm so excited that NBA basketball is back tonight. Tipping off 
you have the shoot i just lost it i should probably remember this for next time but yeah nba basketball tips off tonight you have the 76ers at the celtics and then the lakers at the warriors where the warriors will be receiving their championship rings and lebron and the lakers will try to get back to playoff relevancy but i mean yeah that's it for my predictions on the west i'll be looking forward and watching as many games as i can and i'll be back this saturday to just break down the first week of the nba and just anything else that arises this has been the basketball mind podcast i hope you have a good rest of your day and take care